good to be together, isn't it? Mark said he had one priority, and that was to serve his wife. And I said, from what I've seen, he's doing an amazing job. I'm going to read you a scripture that came to me while I was coming from the office. And I needed it then, and so maybe you could use it now. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray your whole spirit and soul and body. Did you catch all that? Be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a fantastic promise that seems almost impossible. Thankfully, there's another verse coming. Faithful is he that calleth you, who will also do it. I needed that verse today. I know I was told this. I know I've said this. But I'm thankful that we have a God who is faithful, not just to call us, but to actually do it. He actually can preserve us, body, soul, and spirit, blameless until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am very thankful for that. Because if he doesn't do it, (laughs) we're in big trouble. (laughs) And he is doing it. And uh, it's encouraging to see that I've been, I've just been blessed by some of the things I've seen of growth. Um, You know, just seriously watching Mark, just, you know, working with Kathy and, um, you know, patience and serving. Those are the things that really matter that are a work of the Lord, really. That are not a way we, we would have chosen, but it's a work that the Lord is doing. And if you can trust Him, He will actually do it. And that's all that matters. Amen? Let's gather and sing. Amen. <clears throat> in, case you, um, in case you thought spring was coming today. Yeah. A secret. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I um, wanted to start um, Saturday morning service was uh, I thought was very good for those of you who weren't here. Those of you who weren't here, hopefully it was good for you too. Um, but um, <clears throat> I, I actually uh, I appreciated it because I came uh, with some of the same things that uh, Brother Bill was talking about and um, it doesn't feel that way today <laughs> yeah the feelings are gone uh, but that's okay um You always, you know, I'll, I'll be short, I think, because, you know, this is going to be repetition. I think it all is, but um, uh, Lynn said something Saturday 
that you were, you know, some of you weren't here, and I, some of the same thoughts have been going through my head. Um, and uh, I hadn't said anything to her. But she was talking about the will of God for, um, she'd been talking to some young person, and they were saying that they were afraid to, uh, to ask God what his will was for them because they were afraid of the answer, that the answer was going to be something that they didn't want to do. Remember that? Um, and i um, actually been thinking a lot about that because um, I think at some point, you know, we like to say young people, sometimes those coming out of high school or, you know, college or just in that younger age, um, you know, uh, it's easy to blame them for trying to figure out, you know, whether they're going to follow the Lord or not. Uh, and just being in the valley of decision of knowing, you know, what, what you should do, whether here or somewhere else or, or what. You know, it is a time of, of decision and questions and um, trying to figure out uh, what you should do, you know, should you go to school, should you stay here, should you go get a job, um, all those things are, are, uh, are important and, you know, we all been through that and those are struggles, I'm not, I'm not minimizing those things at all, um, <laughs> but that's not the last time you're going to face those things and those struggles. Um, uh, I think some days is an hourly decision that you make. Uh, there are days when I'm glad that it's because of his will that I'm kept. Because mine was not, my determination wasn't going to get very far. Um, but um, <laughs> I, I was thinking um, when, I, when I was going to get married, when we were asked for visions, um, uh, someone here used to preach that, um, that uh, God would give you the desires of your heart if you, if you really wanted something, that God would give you that. And I remember having a conversation with the Lord, and this might have been just a one-sided conversation. You know how those things go. <laughs> you think you're talking to the Lord, but it's just really you talking, and I'm not sure that, that, that he's listening. But uh, feeling... Uh, just saying, you know, I, I really, really want to marry this girl. Um, be really good if you could just make sure the visions come <laughs> that way. And I don't care if it's the desire of my heart. Just um, <laughs> being honest. Uh, but, um, you know, another, another fear of my life at that time was that there were stories about this same preacher getting good visions and saying, ah, those are too good, and throwing them away. Um, so that, that also played in the whole skim of, uh, of my questioning of, you know, what's happening. But, um, but I, I just, uh, I want to, hopefully this means something to you. And if it doesn't, just, you know, pray for me. Um, but um, the most important thing that we do each day is align ourselves with the will of God. Um, and, um, and that, you know, those that are in the midst of those struggles at a younger age, 
Um, that's a good place, and that's a good thing. And those are good questions. Um, but know that <laughs> we're all trying to, um, to align, to uh, ask God to show us what his will is for each and every one of us. Uh, because um, we're realizing more and more that um, without him, um, we, we're nothing. We can do nothing. We can go nowhere. Our plans are, you know, predictable and short. And, uh, and they come to an end, and they never turn out like, like uh, we think they should. Um, and so um, I've been feeling, um, you know, more and more, God, show me your will in what I do today. Show me your purpose in my heart, in my life, so that I, I can come into uh, uh, union with what you're doing. And I'm not working at odds and against um, what your purpose is for me and for what I'm doing. Because I do believe that God has a plan uh, specific for all of us and individually, every one of us. And um, I am not uh, in any way uh, uh, promoting being here as being the will of God. Um, I'm promoting find out from Him where he's directing you today and do that. And that's the will of God for your life that day because he is faithful to direct us each day into what he is doing. Uh, he knows the whole plan. He knows everything, uh, you know, and, and we don't. And so he's the only one that, that can direct us in that direction. I want to start in uh, Luke 11. <clears throat> um, Verse, <clears throat> verse uh, 10. You're welcome. It says, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm kind of picking it up here in the middle. It says, for everyone, everyone that asketh, receive it. And this is, this is just following up. Uh, you know, when Jesus is talking about um, if, a, if a friend comes to you in the middle of a night and asks you for three loaves of bread uh, because of his importunity, will you not wake up and go give him what he wants? Not just because he's your friend, but because of his, you know, persistence to be so unashamed. <laughs> um, and so that, that's what, the, what he's talking about here. But verse 10, it says, for everyone... Everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Okay, everyone that does this. That's, that's good. <laughs> if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he be given a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? That, um, that, this is the God 
our Father that we serve. Um, he, he wants to give us those things that we ask for. Uh, we don't need to be afraid of God not wanting us, not giving us those things that we long for. Um, <clears throat> what we need to be afraid is not asking him. That he gives, show us that. But, um, but, you know, we have a good father that knows how to give good gifts to his children. Um, do you believe that? That, uh, that you know, I, I was talking with someone, and, um, you know, in the conversation, it, it came up, you know, God is not wanting to punish us and make us suffer for the things that we did just out of spite. Uh, we don't do that with our children. You know, when, when we correct our kids, when we talk to them, when we give consequences and that, it's all in the hope that they would learn. And if, if, if you're feeling condemned, that's not God. You know, God is not pushing and shoving you. He does give, you know, he, God does judge, judge, okay? And he does give uh, consequences, I believe. But it's, it's all for the learning of the Father. All for the learning of the walk that we are in. And, um, and, and that, that's, you know, we make mistakes. God doesn't. He knows exactly what you and I need. And, uh, and, and if he deals with you um, and with me, it's because he is teaching us something. But, uh, but in the end, he wants to give us his desire. You know, it, and, 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 and the thing about this is that he knows how to turn our hearts towards him. Um, no, I don't believe that God is going to give you every little thing that you all of a sudden come up with and decide, you know, this is what I really want to do. Um, God may promote that for a while. He may let you go into that. But God, if, if you are before his face, and this is why, you know, I wanted to read this. If you seek him, you will find him. And if you ask, you know, you will receive. But he knows how to turn our hearts so that the things that he wants for us, he will, he, you know, those will be the desires of our heart. But that's not a worry that we have to uh, <clears throat> be facing because God is the one that is turning our hearts. He, he's the one that, uh, that made us the way that we are. And he's the one that is also giving us uh, the Holy Spirit. You know, we talked about on Saturday, you know, uh, what, what was the question? What has, uh, done, what, what has been the provision of God? The Holy Spirit alone. Uh, you know, it's a tremendous provision that, that he is made so that you are not on your own. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to a meeting and you have the best, most qualified person there going with you and he's going to be doing all the talking and <clears throat> all the interceding, you're pretty comfortable with that. Um, and, and, you know, this is, this is the, the person that God gave us to walk with each day. And, you know, I love this, that it says, you know, he will not, he will give you, what does it say, the Holy Spirit. Um, that's the provision that God has made that is available for us today. 
Uh, and, you know, the Holy Spirit is, uh, is extremely important in our lives, in our daily walk. Uh, uh, for a while, we talked about not utilizing the Holy Spirit enough, not, not taking advantage of the, of the person that is there uh, to help us walk through the things that we don't know anything about. Um, but He's there to direct us, to be with us, to lead us, to show us a way so that we do not fail. No wonder God puts such confidence in saying, you know, that you will not be lost. None of mine will be lost. None of mine will, you know, His grace is there for us because He's got the, the perfect person to take us uh, to where He is, to where He wants us to be. And, you know, it's, a, it's upon us to ask Him for His help, to ask Him for the Spirit to, to be there to guide us uh, through this, you know, convoluted mass world that we're in. Um, because otherwise we don't, we don't really know um, what's happening. But there is one, you can, you can have confidence in that, that there is the one that is able to help us <coughs> walk through this. Um, <coughs> I want to go to um, Hebrews 10. Uh, I'm going to start in, in verse 4 and hold those thoughts. I'm not diverting from what I'm talking about, but um, verse 4 it says, For verse 3 says, But in it's talking about the sacrifices um, that were made uh, were not the sacrifices that were going to make you righteous. Um, otherwise, you know, there wouldn't have been a need for Jesus to come into the world and, and died for our sins. And then, and so verse 4 says, For if it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifices and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. And, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> we all would love to provide something, some option, or some good deed um, that, that would, that would uh, uh, satisfy or would please God. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think especially as young people, we all think, well, what can I do? Why can I, you know, how could I be a better person? Or what, you know, how can I help the world? And, you know, all those good things. But uh, God wants your body. That's all he wants. He just wants me. My whole being. Not, not the things that I can do, but, but my body. And then uh, verse... Uh, <clears throat> 
6, it says, uh, In burnt offerings and sacrifices, for sin thou hast no pleasure. Then, I, then said I, and this is Jesus, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, to do thy will, O God. And that, that is, that, that's what he came for. To do the will of God. Not to please some other agenda. But his whole purpose was to do the will of God. You know, the question is, whose will are you wanting to do? Is it, do I get up and just want to please me? What I want to do, I, you know, I'm older than a lot of you or some of you, and I have things that I want to do still. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not trying to decide what career I'm going to take. I didn't have one, so uh, <laughs> um, those aren't the questions anymore. But uh, we have a will that, and, and, and an agenda that, that we still want to do. And the question is, you know, if, if Jesus... <laughs> Who, who came from the Father, you know, realized my sole purpose here is to do the will of the Father, not to do my will. And, you know, that's, that's a hard thing to sometimes come to grips with. And uh, by sometimes, I mean a lot of the time. Because it's contrary to what we would normally do. It goes against it goes against what this world teaches, for sure. And what, you know, you're encouraged as a young person, you know, find out who you should be and what you should do. But to be at the disposal of someone else, that's contrary. Um, but until we come to that place where we're offering ourselves to God, you show me what your will is for me, then, you know, we can actually start getting a hold of and understanding the purpose of, uh, of what he's doing. And then the thing about the will of God is that you can never find peace unless you're in the will of God. Um, it doesn't matter what kind of storm you're in, what kind of difficulty. If you are in the will of God, your heart will be at peace and settled because you know and you have a trust of the one that knows how to carry you and knows how to walk through anything. And, um, you know, um, the... The most peace I ever had. Um, if, if peace was ever palpable, um, I had it uh, when my dad passed away. And um, I'll, I'll tell you just a little bit. And, you know, that was, I, I love uh, what Abby talked about, you know, a couple of weeks ago, just about the experiences that, that you have and those that, your fathers and those that went before you had, those are all tremendous, uh, but you need to have your own. Um, and then not, that's not enough. You need to have your own <laughs> currently uh, because even those things that you can remember from the past, uh, those are good, 
But unless there is uh, something that is alive in you, uh, you know, nothing can hold you. Uh, those things are, are just experiences that they do teach us. But unless you're every day seeking God, um, you know, those things waste away. But anyway, um, um, <clears throat> if, you've ever ha- if you've ever lost someone that is close to you, you, you know that that's probably the, the worst. I mean, it is a, the, probably the worst experience I ever been through the most pain and suffering and despair you know you feel like you're falling and there's nothing there to catch you Um, and so you know I vividly remember the day that my brother uh, Eddie walked to the tabernacle and gathered us we were at lunch and took us home and gave us the news that my dad had had been killed Um, and uh, the feeling was just indescribable just you know everything that comes over you and just hits you and you just feel especially you know be, to be there I love my dad my whole family was there we all honored and revered him and so that person all of a sudden is not there anymore um, just trying to wrap your head around that is just a hopeless like not just like when people say hopeless it's just you know you, you have that um, but um, I remember and I was only nine ten years old um but someone started that by that you know a few minutes later i don't know how long after uh people everybody from the farms was coming over and they were laying hands over us and you know surrounding us in prayer and stuff somebody prayed and i said this before i'm sure um somebody prayed about um that this was in the will of god um and, you know, they were, they were talking about not a, not a bird falls from the sky, not a hair out of your head is, you know, God doesn't count. And, and, and they said, you know, something that this was all in the will of God. I can't tell you how or, you know, but all of a sudden something came over me that I could swear I could just about touch it with my hands. I was not crying anymore. I, I, I was just, something just gave me peace. I was just settled, nine or 10. Um, and, um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, I, I've thought about that quite a bit because and it, it wasn't just that moment. I mean, this went on for months where I was at peace. Yes, I miss my dad. Uh, uh, you know, we were hurt. We we wanted him to be around, but there was such a comfort that it was God, the one who had done this. Um, and and that, it, that, that he was in God's perfect will. Um, I remember telling my younger brother one day, we were out walking and stuff. And I was only nine or 10, okay? Um, but uh, he, was, he was like, I can't understand. I can't understand what's happening. Why did this have to happen? And I remember telling him, it's because that's what God wanted. And, and God is going to take care of us. And, you know, a 10-year-old doesn't have that kind of knowledge. Um, but when I understood in my young mind that that's what, what God wanted and that he was in control, nothing can move you. It, it, it doesn't bother you. It doesn't throw you off kilter. It, it doesn't make you go, oh, my God, what is going on? You know, you don't know what's going to happen, 
you don't know, you know, what the future is going to be. Um, you know, we were in the furthest farm, the most remote farm that you could be in down there. We were the furthest one down river. Uh, <clears throat> we, it was only my mom and four of us siblings, my older brothers, who were the ones that were responsible, were, you know, inaccessible. Uh, and so there's all those things that, that never worried me. And I'm sure I was young. I'm saying that you have to balance this. But from my, my memories are we were in God's hands and we were going to be okay. Because I remember my dad t telling us a story uh, uh, many times before that uh, God had spoken to him that if, if he would give his whole heart and his whole way to God, that God would take care of his children. And man, has that ever been evident that God knows how to be a good father to his children. You know, he, he is not, these aren't just words that we talk about. You know, when we talk about uh, the confidence and the trust and the knowledge of a good God, uh, Gabe read this the other day uh, about how he uh, longs to be gracious. What was the, he's long-suffering and gracious to his children. Those are true things. We, just because we're in turmoil and in the midst of difficulty, it doesn't mean that there is a God who knows how to walk and carry you through those situations. But it does, you know, take, ask, and it shall be given. Knock, and keep knocking, you know, you may not see the results, but continue to go to him. And, you know, if you're a young person, don't be afraid to ask the questions and to talk to God about this, because he knows how to give what you need. And it may not, may not be what you like at the moment, but at the end, I can guarantee you, as we're all finding out, that it is the perfect thing for each and every one of us. That he's a good father, he's a faithful father, and he does, he does, that he does know how to give good gifts. And <clears throat> I want to continue here in verse uh, 10. 10, we're still in Hebrews 11. Are we in Hebrews 10? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this is the problem with reading my real Bible, David. Is that where I went? David made a comment the last time he was up here. He couldn't find the scripture on his phone, and he said he really hated that. So I felt reprimanded by reading my scripture out of my phone, but I'm thinking. <clears throat> Um, verse, verse 9 was the verse that we read it says when he said Lord I come to do thy will O God he take it away the first that he may establish the second by the which will by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all you know, this will, God's will is to sanctify you. 
Done, yeah. It's, uh, it is what it says. Um, I mean, what better promise than to also uh, know that, that you're sanctified by God himself, by the sacrifice that, that was paid. Um, you didn't have to do anything for that, but it was, it was a provision that was made for us to walk in today. Now, we don't always walk as those, sanctif that, those sanctified people. Uh, we, don't, we, we don't always perform the things that a vessel that has been sanctified uh, should be, or should you know, uh, manifest. But that doesn't make it any less. That's, that's the work that he's involved in. And that he's working in all of us. And it's our job to trust in that work. And by trust, I mean believe that, that what he said is true and that he is going to do it and that he's going to do it in us. Gabe, Gabe talked about that, you know, that he is performing. God is going to perform and do that which he set out to do. And when God says that he's going to do that, I mean, uh, when he decided he was going to make heaven and earth, uh, we all know what happened. <laughs> um, when, when he decides to do something, he doesn't. His, 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 it says his word does not return void. It, it accomplishes something. And that's what he declared about us. To me, you should look more excited than that. <laughs> I, I, I take comfort in those things. Um, because uh, I don't see it all the time. I don't feel it all the time. Uh, it actually looks the opposite to me. Um, but <clears throat> let me tell you, um, for me and, you know, when you have children and they get older, you start really trusting in the work of God in their lives. Um, but it's, it's, it's of no good if I don't trust it to be in me as well. That, you know, I'm part of that plan and I am also sanctified um, and covered by the blood of his lamb. And, and, and that there is that provision that was made so that uh, even if we falter, I'm not saying uh, sin, I'm not saying falter, but even if you do, that God has the grace and the power to perfect that which he said he was going to. You know, that's, that's a tremendous um, <clears throat> uh, comfort and, and just uh, joy that we should have that, that God has made that provision uh, so that we can rely and trust in that finished work that he has provided for us. Um, you know, I, I want I to trust in that more um, because I still find myself struggling and, and questioning is this really true? Like when, when it hits you in your personal life, uh, your children, and you know, you start, you know, well, oh, you sometimes talk like you don't believe it. But, uh, but it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's true, and it's, it's becoming more and more evident uh, in all of our lives. And, you know, I want to believe that. If, if you uh, read here a couple more verses, verse 11, it says, And every priest... Standeth daily ministering and offering offerings the same 
oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. You know, interesting that he expects the enemy to be put at his footstool. For by one offering, he had perfected forever them that are sanctified. He perfected forever you and me. Put your name in there. That, you know, how can you argue with that? How can you question uh, the powerful work that God has done and that God has provided for us to walk and to be a part of such a family, as, as such a program, a uh, kingdom that, uh, that, that, he's, that we're a part of, that we're invited to partake. Um, you know, that we don't have to fear, we don't have to be afraid of, of what's on the outside, what's on the inside, because that's God's job. He's the one doing that work. Yes, offer yourself. Yes, go before him. I'm not saying throw those things aside. Um, but, but trust in the work that he already did. Trust in, in, in that, that, that he is performing those things. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of circumstance, in the midst of all that, God is working to bring you into full alliance with the work that he already performed. Um, <clears throat> in Romans 10, and I, I think I'll close with this. I was going to say this earlier and forgot, but uh, Gabe read, actually he quoted a scripture the other day and he went over something way too fast um, because it was, it caught my attention. I was like, well, that's such a good scripture, but it was the Proverbs 21, I think. Uh, and he said uh, that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as rivers of water. He, yeah, he turneth them whithersoever he will. You know, something is going to rule you. Something is ruling you. God has the ability. You're in his hands. And young or old, he has the ability to turn that. So that he can make it flow in the direction that he wants. And that is the best news. <laughs> you know, that, to know that there is a God that actually knows my end, actually knows where I'm going, and He can turn my heart so that my whole body, soul, and will is directed to what His purpose is and not my own. Um, <clears throat> here in Romans 10, verse uh, <clears throat> 6, But the righteousness 
which is of faith, speak it on this wise. Set not, set, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That, that is to bring Christ down from above. You know, and sometimes this is a temptation. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ up from the dead. You know, we wonder, you know, do we need to bring him? Or do we need to, you know, does he need to ra ra be raised again? No. No, he doesn't. Verse uh, 8. But what saith? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. You don't have to go looking somewhere else. You know, you don't have to bring him down. You don't have to take him up. You don't have to go look for him. He's right here, even in your heart. You know, the word of God brings deliverance and you don't, it, it's, it's with you. That helper, that guide is within. It's within. And it's there to help you at that moment that you need it. It's there to deliver you. It's there to show you a way. Uh, you don't have to go find it somewhere else. But that Holy Spirit, your guide, is faithful to show us the way at the moment that we need him. Amen. Uh, one of the things about the will of God and, and hearing from God, and, and you want to you wanna understand this, you're not on a tightrope. And, and our brother mentioned the fact that, uh, you know, some of you have ambitions, you think, gee, I want to do that, I want to take my life. Well, God may be in some of that, and, and you'll know it, and sometimes you just have to go out and blunder. I'm not... I'm not saying go do it, but we're not going to stop you. This is not, we'll cover you and then say, well, it might be a waste of time for you. You know, if, uh, you know, the, the Bible says you can do all things in Christ. You can't do all things in Christ, literally. All the things that Christ asks you to do, you can do. There are some things you might say, he didn't ask me to do that. You know, if you're afraid of going to Africa, I don't think any of you have to concern yourself with that. But I had somebody tell me that. I, I do the will of God, but he might ask me to go to Africa. And, I'm afraid. and, and the idea, the utter absurdity of us not trusting that God knows. And I, let me just tell that I'm talking to the young people to a degree here. The, and I'm talking to me. But, but be, because the, the issue is, um, this is terrible and this is very boring until you have a knowing and a, even if it's a slim assurance, it's better than where is he, where, because the more you say he didn't talk to me and he didn't do this, he didn't do that. And, and if you heard it tonight, and this, this is an important issue for all of us is that if you offer, the war begins in a greater measure. And this is why I've said, 
be tender with yourself because it appears like it's you're going across uh, Niagara Falls on a tightrope. It isn't that. It's secure. It's solid. And I, this scripture uh, just, and I'm not, I'm, I promise you I'm not going to be long. Uh, if it takes me more than 10 minutes, uh, you know, start throwing fruit. Uh, but it would be a good exercise to go to Ephesians 1 and read uh, verse uh, uh, 5 <laughs> and 6, because it's good. I'll read that one much, maybe. Uh, 9 and 10. They're all about the will of God. And the last one talks about his pleasure. It's a pleasure for him to do this. And, 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 he, and he did this. Yeah, I'm going to read 10 too, sorry. Of his fullness, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth. And, but but in, the, in the ninth verse, um, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, and you know things that people out there have no idea of knowing. They don't know. The mystery of his will and his intention which he purposed in himself. This makes me happy to do. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, something funny in a minute. Uh, you know, just try not to laugh too hard. But this is a beautiful line in verse uh, 5 having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ. You're adopted children. You weren't his kids. He said, now you're mine. He said, well, I don't know you. And you don't, you can't respond and love someone you don't know. You keep hearing that from me. But people you know, even if they're nasty and they get thrown in jail, there's, <laughs> there's something in your heart that wants to help them. I know a lady that's, that's in jail down in, in Georgia. I've known her, I knew her family. And I asked the other day, does anybody go see her? And, uh, and they go, I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know if anybody did. But you, this is boring until you're in a level of trust. It's just religiosity to a great extent. And I'm going to read something, and I don't agree with it. It's the first time I fully disagreed a little bit with Austin Sparks. But you are his possession. And <laughs> here's what Sparks said. I, I, it's good. It's true. Talking about the flesh. Because you're encountering the flesh every day you're in, you're encountering immaturity in yourself god is trying to touch places and and aren't you thankful that he does touch some of those places that nobody else sees you know just you and god although sometimes you wear it on your face and it's very clear you know i ain't got nobody <laughs> uh, this is what he said this flesh gives us no rest 
no peace, no satisfaction. We have no joy in it. It obsesses, engrosses, and constantly struts across our path to rob us of the joy of living. Now that is true when you have a relationship. Some of you are sitting back there and your head's bobbing like an apple in a Halloween barrel. And until you get serious about this and say, God, I don't know you, that born-again experience is even kind of vague, please, can I get, would you come and, and give me a little awareness of the specificity of this? I don't like him. That, you know, well, did you read that? I don't like people popping a bunch of scriptures at you. It doesn't help. Can you say amen? I don't know. Well, maybe I do. But the, but the point here is that it's his will. And, and the sooner you get in it, the better it will be. But it does <laughs> get impossible without being yoked to the Father. You, have, you don't have a, a, an idea or an illusion in you. You have the very God that made all things who promises to come and make his home in you so that you will be fully in that family. And this is vital what he says to you in regard, he'll give you that. Why would he want to throw you a dead frog if you ask him for fish? You have the Holy Spirit. 